0: direct action with the power of economic withdrawal and we are poor people individually we are poor when you compare us with white society in America we are poor together collectively that means all of us together Collectively, we are richer than all the nations in the world, with the exception of nine. Did you ever think about that? American Negro collectively is richer than most nations of the world. We have an annual income of more than $30 billion a year, which is more than all of the exports of the United States and more than the national budget of Canada. Did you know that? That's power right there if we know how to fool it, We just need to go around to these stores and to these massive industries in our country and say, God sent us by here to say to you that you're not treating his children right. And we come by here to ask you to make the first item on your agenda fair treatment where God's children are concerned. Now, if you're not prepared to do that, we do have an agenda that we must follow. And our agenda calls for withdrawing economic support from you. So as a result of this, we're asking you tonight to go out and tell your neighbor, now we must kind of redistribute the pain. For all of our fellow citizens, and people who love peace all over the world. And that is that Martin Luther King was shot and was killed tonight. In Welcome to the Africana Magazine News Podcast. I'm your host, Eugene Brown. Africana Magazine News presents... At Cousins, you will be able to create your own brand. Most dramatic success in Chicago has been Operation Breadbasket. Through Operation Breadbasket, we have now achieved for the Negro community of Chicago more than 2,200 new jobs with an income of approximately 18 million dollars a year, new income to the Negro community. Not only have we gotten jobs through Operation Breadbasket in Chicago, there was another area through this economic program. And that was the development of financial institutions which were controlled by Negroes and which were sensitive to problems of economic deprivation of the Negro community. The two banks in Chicago that were interested in helping Negro businessmen were largely unable to loan much because of limited assets. Hilo, one of the chain stores in Chicago agreed to maintain substantial accounts in the two banks, thus increasing their ability to serve the needs of the Negro community. And I can say to you today that as a result of Operation Breadbasket in Chicago, both of these Negro-operated banks have now more than doubled their assets. And this has been done in less than a year by the work of Operation Breadbasket. In addition, the ministers learned that Negro scavengers had been deprived of significant accounts in the ghetto. White's control even the garbage of Negroes. Consequently, the chain stores agreed to contract with Negro scavengers to service at least the stores in Negro areas. Negro insect and rodent exterminators as well as janitorial services were likewise excluded from major contracts with uh, chain stores. The chain stores also agreed to utilize these services. It also became apparent that chain stores advertised only rarely in Negro-owned community newspapers. This area of neglect was also negotiated, giving community newspapers regular, substantial accounts. And finally, the ministers found that Negro contractors, from painters to masons, from electricians to Excavators had also been forced to remain small by the monopolies of white contractors. Breadbasket negotiated agreements on new construction and rehabilitation work for the chain stores. These several interrelated aspects of economic development, all based on the power of organized consumers, hold great possibilities for dealing with the problems of Negroes in other northern cities. The kinds of requests made by Breadbasket in Chicago and be made not only of chain stores but of almost any major industry in any city in the country. And so Operation Breadbasket has a very simple program but a powerful one. It simply says if you respect my dollar, you must respect my person. It simply says that we will no longer spend our money, that we cannot get substantial jobs. In Cleveland, Ohio, a group of ministers have formed an Operation Breadbasket through our program there and have moved against a major dairy company. Their requests include jobs advertising in Negro newspapers and depositing funds in Negro financial institutions. This effort resulted in something marvelous. I went to Cleveland just last week to sign the agreement with Seal Test. We went to get the facts about their employment. We discovered that they had 442 employees and only 43 were Negroes. Yet the Negro population of Cleveland is 35% of the total population. They refused to give us all of the information that we requested. And we said in substance, Mr. Siltes, we're sorry. We aren't going to burn your store down, we aren't going to throw any bricks in the window, but we are going to put picket signs around, and we are going to put leaflets out, and we are going to our pulpits and tell them not to sell CO test products, and not to purchase CO test products. We did that, went through the churches. Reverend Dr. Hoover, who pastors the largest church in Cleveland, who's here today, And all of the ministers got together and got behind this program. We went to every store in the ghetto and said, you must take CO test product off of your counters. If not, we're going to bark up your whole store. A&P refused. We put picket lines around A&P. They have a hundred and some stores in Cleveland. We picketed A&P and closed down 18 of them in one day. Nobody went in AMP. The next day, Mr. A&P was calling on us, and Bob Brown, who is here on our board, and who uh, is a public relations man representing a number of firms, came in, they called him in because he uh, works A&P also and they didn't know he worked for us too. <laughs> Bob John sat down with A&P and he said, they said, now Mr. Bob, what would you advise us to do? He said, I would advise you to take Seal test product off, uh, products off of all of your counters. A&P agreed next day not only to take Seal test products off of the counters in the ghetto. But off of the counters of every store, A&P store in Cleveland, and they said to Test, if you don't reach an agreement with SCLC and Operation Breadbasket, we will take Test products off of every A&P store in the state of Ohio the next day. The next day, the Test people were talking nice. They were very humble. And I am proud to say that I went to Cleveland just last Tuesday, and I sat down with the SEAL test people and some 70 ministers from Cleveland, and we signed the agreement. This effort resulted in a number of jobs which will bring almost $500,000 of new income to the Negro community a year. We also said to Sale test. the problem that we face is that the ghetto is a domestic colony that's constantly drained without being replenished. You're always telling us to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps and yet we are being robbed every day. Put something back in the ghetto. So along with our demand for jobs, we said we also demand that you put money in the Negro Savings and Loan Association and that you take ads, advertise in the Cleveland Paul Call and Post, the Negro newspaper. So along with the new jobs, Siltes has now deposited thousands of dollars in the Negro Bank of Cleveland and has already started taking ads in the Negro newspaper in that city. This is the power of Operation Breadbasket. Now, for fear you may feel that it's limited to Chicago and Cleveland, let me say to you that we've gotten even more than that in Atlanta, Georgia. Breadbasket has been equally successful in the South. Here the emphasis has been divided between governmental employment and private industry. And while I do not have time to go into the details, I want to commend the men who have been working with it here. The Reverend Bennett, the Reverend Joe Boone, the Reverend J.C. Ward, Reverend Dorsey, Reverend Gray, and I could go on down the line. And they have stood up along with all of the other ministers. But here is the story that's not printed in the newspapers in Atlanta. As a result of Operation Breadbasket, over the last three years, we have added about $25 million of new income to the Negro community every year. Now, As you know, Operation Breadbasket has now gone national in the sense that we had a national conference in Chicago and agreed to launch a nationwide program that you will hear more about. Finally, SCLC has entered the field of housing. Under the leadership of Attorney James Robinson, we have already contracted to build 152 units of low-income housing with apartments for the elderly on a choice downtown Atlanta site under the sponsorship of Ebenezer Baptist Church. This is the first project... This is the first project of a proposed Southwide Housing Development Corporation which we hope to develop in conjunction with SCLC. And through this corporation, We hope to build housing from Mississippi to North Carolina using Negro workmen, Negro architects, Negro attorneys, and Negro financial institutions throughout. And it is our feeling that in the next two or three years we can build right here in the South $40 million worth of new housing for Negroes and with millions and millions of dollars in income coming to the Negro community. There are many other things that I could tell you, but time is passing. This, in short, is an account of SCLC's work over the last year. It is a record of which we can all be proud. With all the struggle and all the achievements We must face the fact, however, that the Negro still lives in the basement of the great society. He is still at the bottom despite the few who have penetrated to slightly higher levels. Even where the door has been forced partially open, mobility for the Negro is still sharply restricted. There's often no bottom at which to start. And when there is, there's almost no room at the top. My podcast is now available on Anchor FM, Google Podcast, and Spotify. It is also available on Breaker and Radio Public.